Welcome, welcome again to another episode of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. What's up, brother? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing good as well, man. It's springtime now. <laughs> the sun is shining. It's also shining with uh, our, also our guest, uh, John Francis. How you doing, man? It's the I'm good. I'm good, fellas. Thank you. I'm doing good. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on with us. So uh, yeah, tell you. us about your story, man. What do you do and uh, how many kids do you have? What's your story? Well, my story is, uh, I guess I'd say I'm a lucky guy. You know, I, um, I'm i the youngest of five kids. So growing up, uh, when I was growing up, you know, I think it's best to be the youngest in, in any family. I, I don't know. I, I had a pretty good upbringing here in Minnesota. Mom and dad, I had an older brother, uh, three sisters, you know, uh, pretty decent family, nothing nothing dramatic, you know, regular kind of situation. Uh, went to high school, college, uh, work. I worked like crazy. I, I grew up in a, an entrepreneurial family. My dad was a business owner, and uh, my background is in franchising. Work with a lot of different franchise companies. I'm owned and and had a number of different businesses. So I guess I'm sort of an entrepreneur, but, uh, so I'm a lucky guy. I got married. Uh, uh I got married a little late, I guess. I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to getting married. I, I, I guess I was busy working, but, um, finally got married in my thirties. I was 32 and I married a lovely wife, a gal I had actually met back in high school. Uh, oh, I didn't really hang out. I didn't really know her. I mean, I knew who she was. She's kind of a friend of a friend of mine. Um, and she was always like untouchable, you know, like, you know, I could never, uh, consider it, but you know, we, we actually went to the same college. She's a little younger. So we had, we overlapped at, at college a little bit. And then we finally, uh, actually met at a, a, a mutual friend's wedding, um, almost 10 years after college. So it, it was, you know, it was a ways out. And, uh, anyway, finally got married. She's a beautiful, wonderful gal great wife a good mom and I got married when I was 32 and we started uh you know dating and had some fun running around uh, newlyweds before kids and then when we started having kids uh it wasn't as easy as uh, we thought you know there was some some uh I guess uh, technical challenges you might call it I don't know but um we got through it and uh, we did the in vitro program which is kind of a a real challenge, a real uh, difficult way of doing it, but we were blessed and lucky it worked. And um, I had my first daughter when I was uh, 36 uh, and I'm 54 now. So she's 17. Uh, she's a senior in high school right now. It's great. Uh, my first daughter. And then I had my second daughter when I was 40. Uh, so my, my younger daughter, Anna, she's uh, 14 She's an eighth grader right now. So I got two teenage girls at home and uh, it's a challenge, you know, like any, anything. My kids are normal, regular, healthy kids. And uh, I'm lucky again, I'm blessed to got a, a great wife and a comfortable home. You know, I work constantly with, uh, I guess that's what I'm used to. And, and my kids are in school. They're doing pretty good. They're pretty good students. They give us their challenges, you know, along the way when they were little and, uh, you know, the whole situation, you know, but really I, I can't complain a bit. Um, in a pretty, pretty good situation right now. Um, my oldest is a senior, so she's working on college trying to figure out where she's going to go. And of course she wants to get as far away from Minnesota as possible. So, uh, well, what are some of her choices? 
Well, I, I think she's going to go out in California. There's a, a University of Santa Clara, and okay. uh, I think that's where she's going to wind up. Out, uh, it's just south of San Francisco near San Jose, which uh, it's a beautiful school. Uh, you know, looks really great. Uh, we still got some things to learn. She's applied. I think she got accepted. And so we're... we're uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. We're, we're trying to get a kind of a final choice and figure out, you know, I don't know. It's a pretty expensive place. You know, it's a big deal. So we're going to work on some scholarships and some financial aid and, you know, we'll figure it out. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an older dad, I guess. And my kids, you know, I, my kids, friends, parents are about 10 years younger than me. So I, I think I'm about... You know, generally speaking, about ten years older than than uh, you know the other kids. But I don't really. It doesn't bother me. I don't. Nobody cares. You know, I keep up. I mean, I can. Uh, I still got pretty good energy. It's still pretty healthy, and you know, my kids are great, man. I love being a dad. It's it's. Uh, when my kids are born, you know, I think like a lot of guys, you know, you you're like, oh my god, you think you're ready, but of course you're never ready, and then. You know, once I, I got those babies and uh, we're home and we're going through things and I realized, man, this is the most important thing I will ever do is raise some good kids and, and try to be a good dad and and, uh, and a good influence on them and their friends and, and our community. And so I, I'm lucky that I was able to, um, to, to work from home on purpose. Mm. So I, I've been working from home for the last 15 years and, um, and I love it because uh, I'm around when they're around, right? And and when they're now, not so much right now. Again, teenagers, you know, they don't want anything to do with dad unless we're going on vacation or something. But the, you know, we um, when they're home, I'm home, and uh, you know, I drive them to school, I volunteer at school, I've been very involved in the the dad clubs at, at both of their schools when they were grade school and middle school and now high school. Mm. Uh, so I'm lucky and I want to be, uh, I guess I'm an all in kind of dad, you know, I, I really think it's a, it's a great opportunity and, uh, it's, it's, I've never taken it for granted and, um, yeah. you know, I work really hard at trying to do the best I can. And, and, uh, I certainly need a lot of help. I can tell you that I've got a lot of good friends who give me, because I think I'm the, I'm an older dad and like I was you know, uh, my kids were younger than a lot of my friends' kids were older. So, mm -hmm. uh, it was great because I could talk to my buddies and say, you know, geez, what do you do when your kid's doing whatever? And their kids were already older, so they'd been through it already. So, so what, I leaned, some, on, leaned on my friends a lot, you know. What, what's some advice that they gave you? Or, like, well, what's be, something that you went to them for? Be patient. <laughs> I think it's kind of universal. Uh, you know, when my kids were little, um, I used to find myself like losing my temper, right? Which is like not my style. I mean, I'm like, what, who am I? Well, how did that come up? You know, I would like, you know, get mad or angry about something. And I'm like, what? and then it finally occurred to me, you know, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. why are you so upset about something so stupid? You know, whatever it could have been. And then I, I really made a conscious shift in my mind to say, you know, this is not worth getting upset about. What example are you setting for these kids? They, see dad going off the handle on, on some stupid thing. So it really took me a little while to kind of uh, focus on that as a dad and realize that, uh, you know, that's not who I am and that's not who I want to be. And it's certainly not what I want my kids to know or, or, or be afraid of their dad. You know, that was never something I wanted. So I think I softened up a lot and, uh, and learned to stay calm a lot. And, uh, 
and really just be more patient, you know, and just listen better. I think I've become a much better listener with, with girls. Maybe I, I don't know what it's like having boys. I think in one sense, I'm probably grateful. I don't have any boys because I know it's a lot different raising boys and, um, but two girls is a, you know, it's a challenge. It has its moments. It's just like any, any situation, any parenting thing. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of good friends who, who are, are, are able and willing, I guess, if I ask for help, they're, they're usually give me some ideas, you know, it's a good, good situation. Yeah. So um, they, um, they say normally when you have kids, when you're older, uh, your kids are by default more, uh, more mature because you were more mature when you had them. Uh, is that the case with your daughters? Are they uh, more mature yeah. because you were older when you had them? Yeah, you know, I, I guess I've never heard that, man, but I believe that. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. I'll I tell you what, because by the time I was having kids, you know, I was, all, I was better prepared, you know, uh, personally, mentally, um, financially, I guess, you know. Uh, I mean, I was just in a better place. Um, Although there are times when, you know, I, I watch my friends now whose kids are out of college and getting married and they're like, they're true empty nest, you know, and I'm like, man, that would be, that would be a lot of fun right now to have that kind of, but you know, I don't want to rush anything, but you know, you, you know, you understand how that works, but yeah, I, I think my kids are pretty mature. They've, I know one thing that my wife and I both kind of work real hard on purpose is giving these kids a lot of self-confidence, you know, let them make a lot of mistakes early. Um, you know, I read a lot and studied a lot. I guess I still do, you know, I still try to learn, you know, techniques and things I can do to really um, do the best I can. And, and a lot of it for girls in particular is self-confidence goes such a long way uh, yeah. for these girls. And so, you know, I would ask like, let's say for example, we're at a restaurant or we're out doing something and, and the kid needs a, uh, you know, drops her fork on the floor, fork falls off the table and she needs a new fork. And I'd say, well, go ahead, ask the, ask the waiter or waitress, you know, for another fork. And she'd look at me and like, no, you do it, dad. I'd say, no, honey, you, you just say, excuse me, uh, my fork dropped. Uh, may I get another one, please? You know, just simple. And, but they're little kids, right? And, yeah. But just pushing them a little bit in those real safe, easy kind of situations, you know, gave them the, and so they would ask for the fork or whatever, and they'd get the fork. Yeah, okay, no big deal. So they get used to being able to communicate and look at people and and think about what they're going to say before they say it, you know. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think my girls have tremendous confidence, and um, I think that goes a long way in uh in just in life really in uh in school i know and, and work my older ones had some jobs already and she's learned a lot and had a lot of fun doing it and um so yeah i think i think you're right probably having kids when you're older your kids wind up a little more mature that makes sense to me i believe that so i, I know you say you have a 14 year old and a 17 year old i know yeah. 14 may be kind of young but 17 like do you allow your daughter to date or do you give her advice about uh, dating or about boys? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you got to talk to them if you want them to know something, right? So we talk about boys, we talk about drinking, we talk about drugs, we talk about work, we talk about school. I mean, I, I try to talk to them without overdoing it. You know, I don't yeah. want to lecture them. And, 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 uh, 
if you if they were here and you asked them, they'd say, "Oh God, yeah, he tells us." And, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's had a, a boyfriend or two, and uh, it's been pretty good. You know, she's. Um, I think what she knows is, um, you know, she. I, I, I don't know. I guess kids learn, you know, what they see, and uh, I mean, they're very social and social media and all the stuff. I mean, she likes her music, and you know, she's she's very independent minded gal. Uh, my older daughter. And, um, you know, she's got a lot of friends. Uh, they go to a, a private school. Uh, they, and so they, but they make, it's an all girls school. So it's, uh, but there's an all boys school right across the street, you know, so they get plenty <laughs> of social time. They have plenty of friends. And then my older daughter really has a lot of friends from sports. Uh, they played tennis and uh, she ran track and, and uh, she was on a swim team and stuff like that. And so they make friends with the other, other teams, other uh, athletes, I guess. And, uh, mm-hmm. she's got a very social, you know, I, just the other day, I mean, uh, not long ago, I was talking to her. I'm like, where have you been? You know, I, I don't see you anymore. You still live here. Right. You know, I'm like, you know, I mean, she, she keeps her clothes here. I'm like, well, I know your closet's in your bedroom. So, okay. I'm sure you're coming back, but you know, she gets, uh, and, and we can trust her. I mean, you know, she's, uh, she's had uh, her share of, of uh, bad choices and she's made some mistakes. And I mean, oh, God knows we all did. I sure did. And, and uh, but you know what she's learned and, and she's, uh, she's realistic about things. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, right now. I don't think she's dating a guy. She was dating a guy, a real nice guy. And uh, he would come over and we'd talk and, you know, I was pretty easy about it, you know, and, uh, you haven't had to grab grab any boys up or anything. No hands on. <laughs> no, you know I I think I mean when they were younger, I used to tease them. I'd say, you know, I'm going to tell your boyfriend. I can't wait to tell your boyfriend. I, I'd say, look, man, uh, whatever you're going to do to her, I'm going to do. You know? <laughs> and I would, you know, and they would be like, no way, Dad, you're not going to do it. And I'd say things like, you know, I'm still that one. If she cries, you're going to cry. You know, if, if you make her happy, I'll make you happy. I'm going to treat you the same way you treat her. And and, and then the, the finale is, you know, I'm not afraid of going back to jail. You know, I'll, I'll go back. But of course, I never have said, I tease them about it. And they're like, no way, dad. You know, they don't want me. To, you know, that would be crazy. So, uh, but no, this guy, she she brought a guy by and a uh, nice guy. He's a little older. So he was, he had graduated. He was in college. And I'm like, well, Okay, that's a little unusual, but uh, we're talking about work, and and uh, and he played football, and so we talked about that a little bit, and his family and stuff, you know, just regular stuff. Um, yeah. But she she's tough, man. She can take care of herself. I think, uh, like I said, she's got a lot of confidence, and uh, she's very smart, very capable. So, you know, she's not going to be a pushover. If uh, neither of my girls, I think, if someone, you know. Uh, mistreated her or, or, you know, whatever she, I think she'd let them have it. They'd, she'd know, they would know that they messed up. And uh, of course she'd never tell me about it, you know, unless I was there, maybe I'd see it, but she's, uh, she's uh, taking care of herself. She's, you know, you, you, you want to grow your kids up so that they can take care of themselves. I think, uh, I I mean, that's in my mind, that's the goal ultimately of being a great parent is they grow up and they, you know, they can do their own thing and, and do it well. Which one of your daughters is uh, more like you? Oh, there you are. So which uh, one of your daughters is more like you? Well, I said, the oldest it, or, the, or the youngest? 
I'm sorry, Royce. It, it froze up a little bit. I didn't hear you, sir. Now I said, uh, which one of your daughters are more like you? Is it the youngest or the oldest? Uh, the youngest is more like me. She's um, she's a little more, well, she looks a little more like me, which is kind of funny. Um, but um, yeah, she's probably a little more like me. She's probably not the greatest student. I, I wasn't, I mean, I did okay in school, but not super smart. But uh, she's got more street smarts, I think. She's a little more... Uh, She's a little more funny, you know. She's got a little, a little quicker, quicker wit, you know. But uh, yeah, my youngest is probably more like me. Yeah. So you have like a, a, a unique idea for Father's Day. Well, the day before Father's Day, um, you call it Father's Eve. Father's Day Eve. Father's can you, Eve. Yeah. yeah can, I, you, can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, you bet, man. I um, uh, I invented a holiday by accident. Right? Like a lot of things happen as an accident in a garage. So um, we moved a few years back. <coughs> Excuse me. To show off my garage. And we found uh, a Saturday in June. It was an open Saturday night. And, um, we're busy on Father's Day. Uh, but it turned out that was really the only night that was going to work. And um, so we called it Father's Eve, and it, it really was an accident. It was uh, me inviting a bunch of my friends over um, to to break in a brand new garage. So you know, like we threw a bottle against the wall, and and uh, you know, make a bit of a mess. And I mean, we had nothing. We had a, a cooler full of beer and a bag of chips, and the music was just a little too loud. You know, it was perfect. <laughs> And uh, was just a guys get together, like nothing to it. And uh, but we had a great time. I think because there was nothing to it, it, it turned out it was so much fun. So Father's Eve started in my garage as an accident. And then uh, the guys that were there were like, man, this was a great night. Let's do it again. So we did it the next year. Uh, the first year was 2012 was the accident. Uh, 2013, uh, it about doubled. So we had about <clears throat> probably about 40 guys showed up, a few more guys, a little more beer, you know, I turned the workbench into a bar and, and then the third year it was getting out of control. Um, so there were more guys that showed up on father's Eve at my garage and it was guys that I didn't know were showing up. So my buddies are bringing their other buddies, which I thought was great. Right. Because that means they're having a good time and other guys want to come out. So that was 2014. And then uh, someone challenged me that night and said, you know, what are you going to do with this Father's Eve thing? And um, so we moved it to a bar nearby. A friend of mine owned a bar. He gave us the back room and we made it a fundraiser for charity. 
and we sold t-shirts and stuff and, and we had an auction and we, we raised $10,000 for charity that year. That's cool. Wow. And that was, and we're like, wow. You know, and uh, one of my buddies from college was in the media and the public relations PR. So he got us on the, in the newspaper and on television. And, and like I said before, my, my, my work life is in franchising. So someone's like, well, you're going to franchise this thing. And I'm like, well, you can't really franchise one night a year. I mean, there's no, it's not a business, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a concept. And uh, so anyway, we trademarked it and we license it for free. So we actually give it away. Mm. And in um, 2016, we Hey, John, uh, you kind of breaking up a little bit. Oh, am I? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you're good now. Is it okay? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure what to do on my end. If, uh, try to, um, try cutting your video off. Oh, okay. I'll see if that works better. I'm gonna try it to on my side. So the, um, so yeah, we, uh, we turned it into a, a licensed, uh, program so we don't charge anything for this mm -hmm. so guys can do it because we're not really trying to make money with it i mean that wasn't the intention it's just trying to have some fun so in in 2019 we did it in 60 cities mm. and we and that kind of took out a lot of the fun but we did a we did a live stream out of my garage and uh, we reached uh, 7,000 viewers on that live stream wow that's cool that's huge yeah so we got some momentum so this year 2021 we're going to do what they call a hybrid event so it's it's guys in person at events you know and it happens like uh in a backyard or a garage or a basement or, or whatever, like private parties, <clears throat> guys inviting their friends and family. Some guys will move it to a bar or restaurant like we did and make it a public event. So it's open, you know, people can come and, and uh, you know, just engage and have some fun. And then the bigger events are fundraisers like we did. We, this year we have a national charity partner with children's miracle network. Um, at home dad network you know all these dad groups um, so we're trying to uh, really just give it away and share the idea the, the idea is that guys don't stay connected in person you know and uh, we think as guys get older I mean I know for myself you know I get older and more focused on work or whatever and family and stuff and they lose touch with their buddies and uh, I, I've been lucky that I, I mentioned before, I've got a lot of good friends and, and uh, I, I lean on them. I ask them for help, you know? And, and um, so Father's Eve is an opportunity for guys to connect and share and celebrate fatherhood. 
So uh, we're not selling anything. Uh, we're not preaching to anybody. You know, it's not like a frat party and go nuts and get stupid. You know, it's really not like that. It, it's really pretty low key. Uh, we might have some food. You might have a few drinks. You might, we usually have something to do. You know, we do a bags tournament where you're throwing the bean bags, you know, like cornhole or whatever. And, yeah. And uh, so we got something to do. And then, um, you know, we get people that want to share. We've had like exhibitors or, you know, authors giving away books and, you know, just things around fatherhood. And, but I'll tell you what, fellas, the, the most fun thing we created uh, a few years back is, um, you know, on New Year's Eve, everybody knows New Year's Eve. You got to wait till midnight and you count down at 12 midnight, you count down, you know, 10, nine, eight, seven, you know, the whole thing. And you blow the champagne and the noisemakers and go crazy. Father's Eve, we back that up to eight o'clock local time (laughs) because (laughs) I got to go home by 10 o'clock. You know, I got to get to bed, man. I want to wake up with my kids and for Father's Day. On Sunday. So this is the night before. Father's Eve is always the night before. So we do an 8 o'clock countdown toast. And it's basically a toast to the dads. And um, I got to tell you, that is a lot of fun. I mean, it sounds maybe kind of silly. But once you do it, and uh, guys actually look forward to it. And, um, you know, it's a way to connect and and, uh, and just really celebrate being dads. Yeah. You know, we, we, we believe that Father's Day is for dads and family. You know, I want to be with my wife and my kids or my dad. And, and uh, you know, people want to be with their own families. But Father's Eve is the night before, so it's just for the dads. And it's a way for guys to get together and, and um, you know, like I say, share. Maybe they tell some stories or share some ideas or, or talk about, you know, their dad wins or their dad struggles if they want to. And I'll tell you what I've learned is that when guys come away from there, they, they have a new appreciation for just how important they can be in the role of dad. You know, being a dad is, makes a big difference. And if, so we think if if guys come away from father's Eve with just a little, little bit more uh, intention uh, of being a better dad, or they learn something or they appreciate the fact that they're a dad just a little bit more uh, can really have an impact o- over time. And, uh, and then again, you know, we, we say bring your buddies or come make some new ones. You know, if, uh, if you need to get out, uh, Father's Eve is a great time to, to just, you know, like I said, just get together. Uh, there's really nothing to it. We're not, uh, we don't have any big speeches and we don't have any real program. I mean, we do a video thing. Now we do the online thing. So there's a program mm-hmm. to watch, but um Again, we're not collecting credit card numbers and we're not selling anything really. Um, you know, we might sell some t-shirts and stuff, but all that money goes to charity, you know, because we think that's really what's more important. It's, we're there for each other, but if we raise any money, we try to give it away, you know. That's cool. That's a great idea, man. That's, uh, that's like a, that could be a worldwide holiday. Yeah, I tell you what, um, I, I found out, I think there's Father's Day in like 44 countries. And most of them are, are like ours is the third Sunday in June, you know, about 80% of them are, are on the same day. And then other, other countries have it in different, you know, there's like a men's day and a father's day, different days around the calendar. Mm-hmm. 
idea. And they're like, well, Father Z, man, what's the catch? You know, and I'm like, there is no catch. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing anything. Just do it, man. Put it on the calendar and uh, just come on out. There's, there's nothing to it. It's, um, it's a grassroots movement. You know, it's a, it's a community connecting point. Uh, it's an opportunity for people to, uh, to learn and share and, and celebrate really. And there's, there's just, it's so simple. That's I think why people don't understand it because there's nothing to it, you know, but um, we're trying to keep it going. Well, we are, we are keeping it going. It, it's going to go. And, and I'm, I, you know, I, I uh, work hard on it. I've got a few guys that, that are helping me. And, and then we've got guys all around the country that have been doing it and are keep doing it. You know, they're already signing up for this year and, we're getting our, our, our program together and, and we really start ramping up in April and May. Mm-hmm. And then we wait until after mother's day. Uh, we, we learned that lesson when <laughs> we were getting excited and we started talking about it before mother's day guys are like, man, you gotta wait and let mom have her day first. So, so we don't really promote it like to the public really until June because most guys, you know, they're not planning that far ahead. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me so right now it's it's just kind of save the date spread the word father's eve and this year it's the third saturday so it's going to be june 19th which you know that's so I, I i the good news is i don't have to worry about the date every year it's it's the night before so yeah we think that'll that keeps it simple oh, that's cool that's cool that's yeah. awesome yeah, um, we're gonna. It's getting close to time. So, could you let everybody know, like, how they can get in contact with you, or how um, how they can learn more about Father's Eve? Yeah, I appreciate that, fellas. Uh, FathersEve dot com. Um, there's no apostrophe. I guess um, I'm not sure why, but that's how we did it. Just FathersEve dot com, and uh, we're on Facebook and. Instagram and whatever uh, social media is out there. It's fun. It's free. Uh, if you go there, you can see pictures and, and from all the different cities and you can watch the video. If you want to watch last year's video, I guess it's on there. And, um, you know, we got some good information there. Um, but uh, we do have a license, you know, we're trying to control it a little bit because uh, we just don't want people to do anything stupid and screw it up for the rest of us. You know, so um, yeah. we got some pretty simple uh, expectations, I'll call them. But uh, fathersEve.com and um, or on any of the social platforms, we're out there. And, and we, we welcome people. If people want to get a hold of me, I'm not a hard guy to find. John Francis in Minnesota. Um, I'm all over the website. There's emails and phone numbers and everything. I'm not, uh, not a hard guy to reach. Um, we just love to share what we've got and, and really help dads, you know, understand how important they are. And, and, and that if they can just understand that a little more and be a little more conscious, a little more intentional about being a better dad or just um, what they do, how important they can be and the influence they can have, not only in your own family, but your whole community. Um, we think it's a, a very powerful opportunity and, and we're glad to support it. Try to add some value to the, to every anything we can. I got one last question for you, John. Um, what what advice would you give to a young dad, a young expecting uh, father, or or 
a father in general uh, in regards to raising children. Well, uh, the best advice I would offer is the advice I got, uh, I er learned early on is, is father the parent, uh, uh, I'm sorry, parent the children you have, not the children you wish you had. <laughs> uh, every kid is different. Uh, my kids are very different from one another and you know every situation and circumstance is different what works for me might not work for you or vice versa or everything else so parent the children you have and do the best with what you've got and um, it's going to be enough you know and then I guess the other thing is be patient man I patience is uh is uh somehow sometimes very difficult but uh, it really does make a big difference on uh the impression you make on those children. If, if you're a patient, calm individual, uh, you're gonna improve your impression on your children. I, I really believe that. Good advice. Great advice. Well, John, thanks for your time and thanks for, for jumping on with us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'll include links to all your information in the description below. For uh, myself, Sir Royce Bialis, for Dr. Raheem Young, this is another episode of WTF Interviews, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, fellas. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to WTF Interviews. If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us via our website, wtfatherhood.org. Uh, also, our Facebook page and our Facebook group, will be listed in the description below as well. Uh, I ask you to leave a, a review as it helps more people receive the message. And uh, again, until next time, be well. You already are.